60 show presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. What's happening, everybody? Fly Racing Moto 60 show live on another Thursday, June 28th, noon Pacific. Round six of the uh, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships is coming up this weekend in Southwick. The Sands of Southwick. Should be a good race. Looking forward to it. Always love going to a different uh, type of soil, and Southwick certainly provides it. I'm glad it is back on the schedule. I'm stoked on that. Uh, It's a long-ass flight for myself, but that's okay. I still like going there, and I'm happy it's back. So, yeah, please, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Uh, tell us what you want to talk about, uh, whether it comes to Moto, whether it comes to MXGP, whether it comes to uh, Supercross or whatever. Uh, give us a call and uh, let's talk. Let's talk. And uh, maybe, just maybe, you'll be one of the guys to win a Fly Racing a Grande Roller Bag that we are giving away today, courtesy of the folks at FlyRacing.com. Thanks to them for coming on. It uh, Great company. Weston Pike, Zach Osborne, Blake Baggett, Benny Bloss. Seven Deuce Deuce, Ben LeMay, Dylan Merriam, from Privateers to Factory Heroes, they all wear FlyRacing.com, uh, the F2 carbon helmet with MIPS, right out of the shelf, right onto these riders' heads, and uh, you can check them out all at your local dealer, go to FlyRacing.com, pick out some cool colors, and uh, make it happen, mountain bike stuff as well is going on as we speak. And, uh, yeah, we thank everybody for uh, for checking them out, and they've been a big part of all of our programs, of course, as you guys know. Also, too, the folks at Pro Taper, JGR Suzuki, Geico Honda, uh, Rockstar Husky, all running Pro Taper. They won two Supercross titles uh, this year with Pro Taper. They have a complete Pro Taper sport line now that is available for you guys. They have oversized bars, 7 eighths bars, bars with no crossbar. They got bars! Bars everywhere. ProTaper.com. Please check them out. Maxis 2 MXST Tire is out now, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Uh, love these guys at Maxis, and they've done, uh, they've done a good job promoting this tire. And uh, they'll, have, they'll also have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, beating your competition in one of the world's most trusted tire brands. Maxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. And the MXST Tire will be tested by our own Chris Kiefer real soon over on pulpamex.com. So looking forward to that. And get, get, get. Uh, there, is, there is only one solution to improve your bike's performance. It's get. With the brand new get engine control units for two and four stroke bikes, you'll feel like riding a totally different bike. Improved reliability, maximized performance, improved throttle response. What are you waiting for? Impossible not to fall in love with a get ECU. It's already happened to a lot of the, the supercross riders out there in the pits and the MXGP guys as well. So, again, thanks to those guys for making it happen. 702-586-7857. Got some lines open still. If you want to call in, Jason Thomas, Paul Parabinos will be on the show. And uh, got some questions for them. Uh, 250 title, Chase. Is this just Amart and Plessinger? Is that it? Can someone else get in there? Certainly, it's a wacky class. Uh, we lost Jeremy Martin with an injury. We lost Zach Osborne. And, you know, we just saw Martin make up uh, whatever, 13 points on uh, on Aaron Plessinger after one moto. So, yes, it looks like Plessinger and Amart have a nice bit of lead, but do they? Can they? Is there another guy that can win this? And, of course, E.T., he is perfect at Southwick uh, the last couple of years, 4-0 in the motos. He rides sand very well. Uh, I remember one 250 national. He was on it, man. And uh, I think crashed eventually, uh, charging up. But he was so good, and he's always been good uh, in the sand. So looking forward to seeing if E.T. can keep his streak going. He's 5 for 5 in overalls. He's only lost two motos. Uh, Marvin's good. Barsha's good in the sand. Barsha basically grew up at that track, from what I know. He raced a ton of NESC stuff over the years. So uh, I think Barsha can uh, 
try to run with Tomac and try to make a statement. So uh, what do you guys think? 702-586-7857. Maybe you can win the Fly Racing Roller Grande bag. I know the gentleman taking your calls, holding things down over there, probably already has one of these bags. V, Tis Legendary. You are right. Shocker. 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 Quite like mine, actually. Really? Yes. Yeah, well, true that's good story. To know. My unbiased review. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think you like everything that Fly Racing makes. Is, is, is that true? Um, no, that's not true. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm not going to say what I don't like. No, no, okay. no I'm, I'm going to leave as a little, little teaser. But okay. uh, right. many of their things are very, very good. But I've not always loved everything that I've got. No. Does anybody other than Amart or Plessinger win the 250 title? I would argue that maybe no one other than uh, Plessinger wins. Oh that yeah, title. so you're on the side of AP. I don't want to be, but just looking at things. Why don't uh, you want to be? Well, well. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, as uh, you well know. But uh, Amart has not exactly been consistent. But then yeah. now that I think about it, neither has been Plessinger. So I yeah. don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> just looking at the just the points chase right now, obviously Plessinger's well, uh, in a much better position. Well, yeah, but look how quick Jmart made up those points. It didn't take long. One a- moto. Amart is no Jmart. I don't know if you knew uh, that or not. Okay. All right. I will give you that, uh, tits, for sure. Um, <laughs> okay. That is a good point. Yes. Uh, hey, and don't sleep on Ferrandez for this weekend. He went uh, no. one, two, I think, last year. So If been, nothing else, yeah. he's been doing some OG training in the deserts. Uh, don't listen uh, to Villaman. No. Don't listen to Villaman. Don't listen to Villaman. That's, <laughs> that's DV trying to be, you know. Oh, DV. They all do that. They're they all hardcore. Tr- they all know. try to find sand tracks, you know, and ride sand. They, Out in the middle of the desert. You know what else? You know what else has been doing OG training is the guys that ride sand in Florida every single week and every single day. They could post OG training shots every day. Yeah, so. but this, yeah, just, I'm just go saying. with it. All right, just okay, go with fine. it. Fine, I'm, I'm just saying. DV um, has the secret. He's got the keys. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, let's get uh, let's get Jason Thomas on the line if we can and uh, get talking about some Southwick. And again, uh, thank you for listening. Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show presented by Get. Pro Taper and Maxis, 702 586 7857. Please call in and uh, maybe, maybe you can win. Uh, Justin Cooper, this kid's been really good. The rookie, uh, I still consider him a rookie. He raced four races last year or whatever. He has been very good. His starts are on point. And how good, I had somebody, uh, I was telling somebody about how good the Star Bikes look. And whether it's J Mart back in the day or A Mart or, or any of these guys. Um, they've always been good. That the motor design that Yamaha has is superior uh, for horsepower, and, and whether it's 450 or 250, they make great power with the reverse engine, and it's fantastic. So I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, hey, look at those Yamahas up the hills of Glen Helen, and they're like, I don't know, Jmart kind of pulled guys also, and I'm like, well, yeah, he's he's Jmart, he's one of the best riders in the class, but. Whether it was Cooper, whether it was Aaron Plessinger, who's a bigger guy, whether it was uh, Ferrandis lately, um, Nichols is now back. The bikes are good, man. The 250Fs are really good at Yamaha, and they have it going on. So for me, I like those bikes, and you're going to see them up front on the starts. You haven't seen Savachi as much up on the starts. You haven't seen Forkner as much off the starts. What you've seen is blue everywhere, Cooper, Ferrandis, uh, and AP for the most part, and that's because of those bikes. I just, in 250 class, especially in, motor, in supercross, or in motocross, not so much in supercross, horsepower is king, and they've got it right now, man. Not that, that no one else can win, but in my honest opinion, I really think that those bikes are a little edge on everybody else. I know people listening to this on other teams don't want to hear that, and Jmar talked about how great his 18 Honda is, and I'm sure it is. But that design of those Yamaha motors, the way it works, the way it feeds fuel into the motor, is a superior one to me for horsepower, and I think we've seen that um, going forward from here. So I look for the starts for the star racing guys, and that is uh, 50% of the battle, 35% of the battle, 75% of the battle, whatever it is. I think those uh, starts are great, and uh, those bikes will put those guys up front. And, uh, again, you'll need it this weekend in the sand, in the deep, deep sand of Southwick. Paul Perbinos, Jason Thomas joining us, and uh, Jimmy Dakotas, the Ripper. He came back last weekend. Of course, he was waiting for Southwick, and uh, so he will be out there too, and I'm interested to see how Jimmy can do. He might be a sleeper Pulp Mix fantasy pick. I would talk to Tits about Pulp Mix fantasy, but he has given up on the outdoors for fantasy, so we cannot get his opinion on the Pulp Mix fantasy and what's going to happen there. He just, he doesn't, he doesn't understand. So, uh, with that, Let's talk to a guy that's raced Southwick plenty of times in the past, although um, I have too also. Uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. What's up, JT? How are you? 
Um, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I feel like all we do is uh, work on shows and stuff together. I was down in Vegas with you working on stuff the past few days, so why not get right back to it? Yeah, no, why not? I mean, we got we, honestly, this morning I was looking at it, and I'm like, sweet. We got two weeks and then a weekend off, and then we can stop talking so much. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> uh, That's all good. I've already done a podcast this morning, a long-form one, and I got another one this afternoon. To go with the two that I did yesterday and this show. Hockey doesn't count. No, hockey not doing hockey. Not hockey. Not hockey. Um, all right, JT. Southwick, back on the schedule now, of course, for a couple of years, and I love it. I'm glad they brought it back. Uh, good move by MX Sports. Um, we need a sand track, and although it's not Lomol or anything like that, it's pretty sweet to have Southwick back. Yeah, I mean, it's the closest thing we have, right? It's. Uh, I think we could find a sandier track, but when you look at the, the heritage of Southwick, and honestly, the the fan base in that area for this, you know, whether they race NESC or they've just been going to Southwick for the past 40 years, uh, I, I truly believe it should be on the schedule. It just carries a lot of weight, and you could go around to most motocross tracks in the country and say the name Southwick, and it's going to resonate. Yeah, so I think I think we need need to keep stuff like that. Uh, although I, I mean, it's all in the name of progress and High Point. We talked about High Point and all the changes they made over the years. I remember lining up for the gate on the on the asphalt start and the fans were five feet behind you yelling and screaming as you were staging it was deathly quiet everybody yep. was quiet except for the fans yelling and making fun of ricky or jeremy or whoever it was and loving doubt and henry like man that was cool it was like the fenway park of moto you know i think there, I, there's still that aspect to it it may not be exactly the same uh but you know anyone who's ever been to new england knows that their fans are they're emotional and loud and you know think about boston red sox and patriots fans that's the same kind of people in the same crowd you're drawing from for you know a southwick mm-hmm. motocross race so uh it's definitely a unique experience you know you have the local riders that completely change the the landscape of the 40 man lineup and, yeah, there's just a lot of things that are unique about this race. And, and as you were saying, we need more unique aspects in the series. You know, to have, you know, 12 races that are all the same, I don't think does justice to what, you know, the the continental U.S. can offer for a series. Jimmy D has got a lot of fans out there in the pulp world and a lot of fans anywhere, of course. And this is his home track. He came back early, uh, maybe early, not early, but a little bit because he wanted to be ready for this Southwick. Uh, he's never been a great outdoor guy. Uh, but he got 12th at Muddy Creek. He's never been in this good of shape. He's got a solid biking team, uh, and he loves Southwick. Like, can Jimmy D go, like, 7-7, which would immediately be his best ever finish ever? Like, how how high can Jimmy D get? It's possible. Uh, I don't know if 7-7 is going to happen. You, you look at who's getting 7-7. It's pretty difficult. You know, he's going to have to have a very good day to do that. Uh, I think something more like 7-12 is something more realistic. Uh, to go 7-7, he's going to have to get two really good starts and not have any incidents. Just for where his pace is and where the the competition level is inside the top 10 in that field. Uh, because you're looking at guys like Shane McElrath, who won last weekend, and he was barely able to hang inside the top 10 you know, a month ago. So... It's pretty deep. You know, as much as we talk about the 450 not being deep to the top 15, the 250 class is pretty deep. So it is possible, but I I think it's unlikely, to be honest. All right. Okay. Well, a lot of fans are not going to be happy with you. Good thing you're not going. Like I said, 712, I think 712 is realistic because to go 77, you just have to be, every aspect of your game has to be perfect. And for, I think, the speed he's going to go, he would have to get, you know, a top five start, I think, both motos yeah. to pull that off, which is going to be tough. Uh, yeah, and I, I do think the Suzuki lacks a little bit compared to some of the bikes, especially the Yamahas that I was just talking about at the top of this show. So, right. Um, right. Hey, so uh, this thing this weekend, Amart is very good in the sand. Alex Martin is very good in the sand. But so is Dylan Ferrandez. And AP's got the red plate. And I, I suspect he'll leave Southwick with the red plate still on. He'll do well. Uh, but I can't think of somebody else other than those two winning it uh, right now. They're, they're both really good in the sand. And and they're both riding very well right now. Yeah, my column that came out today on Racetracks Online, I actually picked uh, Amart to win the overall, and I even said barely edging Dylan Ferrandez. Yeah. So we're obviously on the same page there. You know, Dylan went two one there last year, and Amart has been on the podium there when he really wasn't a podium guy per se. So you've got to think those two with you know Zacho and and J Mark going out and maybe Plessinger not being his best race mm-hmm. or best track. Yeah, best track. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly lining up for those two to to battle for the win. 
Um, I think the most interesting thing will I'm interested to see if Amar can can run with Ferrandis because I, I just think Ferrandis is going to be building confidence, and if he gets a good start, man, he he may run away with this thing. Yeah, I think Ferrandis has Amar covered in pure raw speed. You know, Amar's just the he's the train. Keeps on chugging. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Amart, you know, to say that, I think Amart is top three in yeah. pure speed right now, especially at Southwick. But I think Ferrandis, as you were alluding to, I think Ferrandis is, you know, his potential ceiling is really, really high. Like, he can go as fast as anybody uh, in the class, you know, if, if yeah. all things are, are equal. Um, now, Tits thinks this championship is heavily weighed towards Plessinger, but then admitted that he doesn't know anything right after he said that. <laughs> so, but, but uh, can any. Anyone other than Plessinger or Amar going to take this thing home? I mean, Cooper is next in line, but he's pretty far back, kind of waiting for Forkner to get going. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. How much does this thing boil down to just those two guys at this point? And, of course, we may see another injury, but for right now. Yeah, for sure on paper that's the way it looks, but I, I think you nailed it there. The injury factor is looming large because uh, we're just we're losing guys week in and week out right now. So, um, yeah, if if everything stays fairly calm it's going to be come down to those two and who can who can make the least amount of mistakes a la you know amart's muddy creek because that could have completely changed the 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 championship picture yeah i know (laughs) i'm aware right but uh yeah i man i I hate to say it but i i think we're gonna get struck by the injury bug yet again at some point and and hopefully it's not one of those two yeah but when you think of you think of the way that guys like Cooper and Forkner and these guys are pushing the envelope, like they're really, they're really on the edge at times. Uh, you just got to think that we're going to see more more big crashes, you know, to come as we're not even halfway yet. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Unfortunately, let's get to some phone calls here. Grayson, what's up? You want to talk about some mechanics? Yes. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem, bud. Uh, I live in I live in Tennessee and uh, growing up uh, looking up to A Ray. And uh, I just wanted to—I wanted to be a factory mechanic, and I was wondering if you had some tips to try to get into the industry. Just uh, yeah, I mean, you could have approached a young Alex Ray back in the day when he wore pink JT gear and gotten on that <laughs> that bandwagon. But uh, no, man, I mean, you just gotta—you know—I I don't recommend going to MMI. I really don't, unless you know nothing. You know, if you know nothing about motorcycles and how to work on a motor, then maybe MMI is your best point. But if you do your own bike maintenance and you got someone to teach you the basics and you can kind of learn from different things, you can go to a shop and work there. You can find a local guy to start working for, you know, a local pro uh, for a little bit of money or something or even free and uh, go in there and start learning how to work your way. And then you just, you know, kind of make connections and meet, meet a privateer. Uh, like I did with Ty Birdwell back in the day, or, or JT's had some guys work for him. So, I mean, that's how I would do it. Like the, the everyone wants to skip steps uh, B, C, and D, and everything else, and get right to a factory job. That ain't gonna happen unless you're Dan Worley back in the day. And I'm still bitter about that. But you can you need to start at the lowest run, man, and then kind of work up from there, and then just network and be good at your job. That's I guess that's goes without saying, but be good at it, and. Uh, yeah, just network that way, man. Uh, thank you. No problem. Thanks. Good luck. I mean, uh, everyone's like always, yeah, I want to be a factory mechanic. Well, it doesn't really work like that, JT. You got to start very low. You got to sleep in a tent like Nathan, like Nate. Yeah, it definitely takes a while. And as we know, those factory level jobs, especially when you're talking, you know, HRC or Cowie or you know those specifically, I guess maybe KTM uh, as well. Those guys don't give up those jobs, right? Guys no. like Carlos and, and Mike Williamson and Goose. those guys just, Goose. yeah, they, they stay there a long time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, you just, you got to work your way up from the ladder, man. The things that I did, I look back and the things that I did to be a mechanic and, and Nate and Alexander as well and different people I know, like, yeah, it's crazy, but you just want to do it, man. That's it. So. Yeah. I tell you the one, the one way that if you were lucky enough to pull it off is to attach yourself to a phenom. And just take the ride with them, because a lot of those yeah. a lot of those kids will you know they they find comfort in the mechanic, and if the mechanic is worthy and has the skill set, you know often yeah. it's a good fit, and it's kind of an easy one two package. So I know that doesn't obviously work for everybody, but that's another way yeah. that I've seen happen too. Yeah, no, absolutely for sure. Uh, Derek, what's happening? How are you? What's going on, guys? Hey. Just following up on what you guys were just talking about, about Southwick fans in the Northeast, mm-hmm. there's a 
stereotype as far as Northeast people be being kind of crass, rude, over the top. Yeah. We have 480 Phil. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. have, you know, Phil Nicoletti. Um, Barsha's kind of Northeast and has kind of an attitude. I mean, in your travels, JT and Mathis, do you feel that? I feel it off since we had KJ and Tread and Henry and Dowd. Those guys were really approachable and cool. But do you view us here in the Northeast as being that, you know, angry, rude, or are we more just passionate and excited about what we do? How are we viewed elsewhere in the country? What do you think, JT? I think for motocross guys, no. I don't I don't get that uh, feeling, especially pro-level guys. And, and I think you're absolutely correct. Guys like KJ and Treadwell and Tony LaRusso specifically, I mean, those guys were so nice. Uh, but I think just, you know, where the reputation comes from as sports fans in general, uh, it's just that's just how guys talk to each other. And if you go to New England or go to Long Island or go to anywhere up there, even for me going into a motorcycle dealership, that's just how people talk to each other. And they don't mean anything by it, but I think it's just a much more crass greeting. And, and uh, it's almost like if you can give it back to them, they accept you. And they're like, hey, this guy's all right. You know, it, it's just kind of the way that they interact with each other. And I don't think deep down they mean anything by it. It's just, you know, it's just kind of part of the club. Like, you know, it, instead of saying, hey, how's it going? They kind of give an F you and, and, you know, and you handshake and, and now we're going to do business. Yeah, it's uh, but, yeah, but, but like a lot of vitriol up here lately for, you know, the Northeast, whether it's, you know, sports success or whatever. And, and yeah, I was just curious about that. Yeah, you know what? But you're, you have a point in the fact that Henry and Dowd were two of the nicest dudes out there, right? Like, like really nice guys. Um, approachable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was so approachable, and right. even he's in the industry up here still now, and he's yeah, yeah. No, phenomenally you, approachable. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yep. I think motocross may be the outlier, you know, because they're obviously, you know, I think the sports fans in general, like mainstream sports fans, have changed a lot of people's minds towards that, and, and I don't think that they necessarily are mean or anything like that. I think they're just fiercely loyal to their team, and then that comes out, you know, as teams hate each other. Like there, are, there are teams that you know my are rival with my my favorite university team that I can't stand. Like I cannot stand them, and Mathis can attest to that. And it's unreal, you know, it's unreasonable at times, but I think that's just where it bleeds into society as well. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Derek. Thanks for calling. 40 Phil doesn't seem bad. No, 40 Phil seems totally rational. Yeah, absolutely. No. Can't wait to see 40 I, I Phil this weekend. All right, thanks, man. I think I think Moto fans are a different breed, though, too. I mean, I, I think if you go around and talk to people that ride in general, you're going to find some of the nicest people out there to start with, whether no matter where you're living at. Uh, Cole, you want to talk about Ken Roxon? Yes. Uh, actually, first I'd like to state, though, that I think you're absolutely right about Barsha. I think he might actually show up and do something freaking incredible. But my question about uh, Roxon was, um, you know, he's actually a really good rider in the sand as well. Um, but do you think his hands are going to be able to withstand the dexterity of the sand and stuff like that and actually, like, well, dare I say, hold on to the bike? Um, yeah, I, uh, I think he'll do well, but I think Barsha and Tomac beat him. JT, this weekend. Yeah, you know, you go back and you look at 2016 when he was just crushing everyone. Um, even T- Tomac had his number then, right? Yep. You know, he complained about suspension that day, and, you know, I know Steve doesn't buy into stuff like that. And, and maybe there's a 5%, you know, relevancy factor there. I just think Tomac's, when the track is really brutal and you can be as aggressive as you want to be, I think Tomac is really hard to beat in that scenario. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you go back to 16, go back to 17. I, I don't think anybody will touch Tomac. I think the battle will be for who's second, you know, because Marvin's really good here. We know that. We we saw him trying to beat Eli last year and throw it away. This is arguably Barsha's best track. He got his first win ever here beating Dungey in 09. Uh, and then um, you look at um, Kenny, too, and Kenny's a naturally gifted sand rider. So, I think the battle will be for second. I, I just think, you know, it, it maybe even Blake jumps in there too, but I just think Eli rides away from everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Right Cole. on. Well, Thanks. hey, uh, I also wanted to say, uh, JT, I actually did your uh, VIP thing back in Glen Helen and just oh, right want to say that you uh fantastic, dude. It was great. Oh, cool, cool man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, you got any spots left for the rest of the Nationals, JT? I do. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, yeah. Outdoors are, are pretty easy on us as far as availability. Um, so yeah, if you're uh, you're interested, email me. Mathis's favorite email, uh, Jason thirty six at AOL. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a really cool thing that we do. Just giving uh, you know 
giving fans and spectators a, a better experience for uh, for Supercross and outdoors and uh, motocross nations as well. So um, I've been happy to yep. be a part of it. We're on year six, so good times. Cool. Thanks, Cole. Yeah. And it's a lot lot more affordable than what people might even believe, too. And, uh, heck, it got me a uh, Barsha jersey, too. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome, man. There cool. you go. Thank you. Thanks, uh, yeah, check it out, everybody. Uh, Greg, you want to talk about the 125 race this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Hey, have you seen the entry list? No, I, ha- I didn't even know they were doing one, to be honest, this weekend. But, uh, yeah, what's the entry list look like? Oh, my God. It's LaRusso, Botton, Johnson, oh, all, all the New shit. England Rippers. Oh, my it's God. Be sick. What about JoJo? JoJo? I don't think JoJo. No, I didn't see him on okay. it. I heard people asking about him. Oh, but, boy. Uh, and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see doubt on it. I don't know what he's doing, but I'll take uh, that should be. What about Tread? I'll take Tread. Treadwell's on it. Uh, I'll, yes. t- I'll take Tread because I think he's still riding. Oh, a I lot. got Larusso. Larusso, dude. Uh, JT will take Botten. Right, I'll take Carl Cohen. Best style ever. I'm Barton. all in. Wait, Carl Cohen. Cohen is doing the big class. I thought you said JT. Uh, I think he's riding 125. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah maybe Cohen. I, I think. Yeah. Well, my heart says Larusso. I hope I hope he wins. Dude, were you at, were you there the day Larusso got second? I was third, that second, was, third. Yeah, no, he got third. I, I think he led the moto and then got third. Or I, I don't remember. Yeah, but dude, I was there. It, uh, it was ninety six. I remember he was he was flying. It was a good ride. Oh, he so. was, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. Great show. One twenty five Dream Race or whatever they're calling it these days. Southwick just ringing out one twenty fives. Um, JT, you got a favorite Southwick for you? Favorite Southwick memory? Yeah. Um, I don't know if a favorite one. There are a few that stand out. Uh, 98, it rained so much leading up to it. I don't think it stopped raining for like three days before it, and it rained through the whole weekend. So I just remember like literally never letting off, like all the way around the track, and I was probably doing like six miles an hour. Because you know it's, the dirt was just so off. deep, right, right. yeah. So um, I remember '05 was one of the hottest races I've ever been involved with, ever. Okay, was '05 the day it rained on Saturday? Uh, '05 was the day that Ricky crashed. Chad shaved his head in between motos. Um, okay. Timmy's, I think Timmy's bike let go of the second moto. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the ignition wire broke yeah. on the on the wire on the he wire was that, sick that day too. The wire that leads to uh, from the frame to the to the coil, and the frame was probably stretching. It was too tight, too much tension on it, and it just pulled apart. Uh, but okay, the 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 Southwick that I remember, and I think it was this weekend. It was such a disaster on Saturday, pouring rain, mud everywhere, and and we told our guys don't go practice. Yamaha, Jimmy Perry said, go practice. While the water and sand went right through the filter, right into the motor, we were at the track till 2 a.m. lapping the valves uh, and to try to fix the motors from sucking sand. Everybody took their heads off. We all lapped them. We all basically you know, got a new seal going, and it, we, it was the hardest I've ever worked in my life. And then we were there at the track at 6 a.m. the next morning, and the bikes were a disaster. And then the day they did, never rained on Sunday. The day was perfect. I think that was 03. Yeah, I think that was 03. 03? Okay. I think so. I think so. Oh, but either way, yeah, yeah. there's uh, – I mean, you go back through history, and, and Southwick's been brutal on bikes. It probably cost Chris Alpercell a championship yeah. uh, in 2009. So I remember when Ricky's bike broke uh, the year down, 98, 97, yep. whatever. Ricky's bike broke. It was in the mud again. A yep. lot of pro circuit bikes broke. And the fans, Ricky was pushing his bike, and the fans were like rabbit animals over the <laughs> fence. Like, just freak, like, just, you know, booing Ricky and, and, and cheering that he's pushing his bike off, and Dowd took the win, and it was great. So, uh, lots of memories at Southwick. Uh, Jason Thomas on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis. Uh, let's go to Joe on one. Joe, what's up, man? Hey, guys, what's going on? What's your what's question? Happening? All right, so after the Fox Roar incident with uh, Tomac and Marvin, do you think that Marvin's going to be affected mentally and maybe it'll affect his performance after being spit on and booed and coming back to New England? Um, no, but, but, but I've been hearing Marvin's been getting booed on the podium at the races and people are chanting USA and all of this during his speeches, and that's just all bullshit, man. I, I can't stand that. I mean, you pay your money, you can be a fan, you can do what you want, but that's just so brutal to me. And, and so if that's yeah. been happening at High Point and happening at Muddy Creek, 
And for sure it's going to happen at Southwick, you know, so poor Marv. Uh, but anyways, uh, what do you think, JT? Yeah, I don't, I don't love that. Um, I, you know, it's every fan's right, which we, when we look at mainstream sports, it certainly goes on all the time. Uh, I just personally don't care for it too much. Um, you know, I don't think that the USA or non-USA thing, I mean, obviously <laughs> Marvin loves it here. He tries to do everything American in his culture and speaks the language really well. And he's, if you've ever talked to him, he's one of the nicest people you could ever talk to. So, yeah, I mean, he made a mistake. I don't know if he would change it if he had to do it over again, but I, he obviously he, he admitted that, hey, man, I just I wanted it was a lot of money and I wanted to win, right? So um, it's one of those things. You're never going to convince fans of yeah. what they should be able to do and not do, but for me personally, I, so I don't get into that does, whole deal. Joe wants to know, does Marv get affected by this, by his Foxborough massacre? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just trying to look at the overall picture. No, would affect his writing? No, absolutely okay. not. Right. But I'm just saying, as far as the overall fans doing it or not doing yeah. it, and will they do it this weekend? I hope not. I, I really hope not. I think they will, but I, I, I just don't. I don't like that type of right. uh, cheer for your guy. You know, I, I've never. I don't think I've ever booed anybody in my whole life. And there are teams no. and players out there that I absolutely despise, but I don't think I've ever booed anybody before. No. Uh, Joe, you got a bike? Uh, yeah, I do. I got a 250 XC KTM. Do you want to set a Max's tires, or do you want a Fly Racing Grande roller bag, gear bag? What do you want? <laughs> you know, I actually won the roller bag on the Pulp MX show a few days ago. Oh, shit. Ago. Look at you. Uh, all right, we're not giving you the bag. We're giving you the tires, though. How's that? That's what we do. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. I liked your question. I thought it was good. I don't know. We we need to keep track of these winners, tits, and... These guys keep winning. I've got them all. Oh, you, wow. you just offer them before you don't consult me on who can win and who okay. can't. Well, you Otherwise, said you don't know anything. So, All right. Hey, listen, <laughs> uh, Joe, stay online. Just to get your information, you win a set of the new Maxxis MXST tires. All right, man? Awesome. Thank you, guys. No problem. Maxxis.com. Please check them out. And uh, actually, t- 1231, JT, until we got a question about Chad Reed. But here it is. Gary, what's up? I- I can't believe it either. I was just sitting here waiting for someone to call in about it. But, uh, uh, yeah, 1231 is rare, for sure. <laughs> he uh, obviously pretty uh, vocal on social media, you know, stirring the rumors, uh, you know, with the pictures and all that. Um, you have any insight on it or uh, what his plan is? A lot of stuff up for sale. We've, I, already, uh, we've already made some jokes that uh, soon some of JT's old stuff that's been in Chad's garage will be on for sale. Like JT's old <laughs> filters. I got an air filter for an RMZ. Or an old or a fly racing helmet, you know? Or JT, those gloves you used to wear to prevent blisters. Oh, yeah. Like, got a set of these from, from Thomas back in the day. They're in the corner <laughs> of the garage. But uh, anyways, no, I don't think he's quitting, dude. I, don't, I haven't reached out to him. My Twitter feed blew up with that. Uh, I don't believe he's, he's hanging it up. But, yeah, he's looking to liquidate some stuff for sure. Uh, yep. I don't imagine, JT, you know much more than that. No, I just think it's a natural step. You know, I, I fully expect him to race in 2019, but I think it's one of those things where he's just trying to downsize and get some of the overhead out of his life. And, you know, that that property he's listed for $2.5 million, I mean, that's that's retirement money, right? So if he can he can unload that and, and have a stress-free, debt-free 2019 racing season, and then he can make a, a clear-headed decision on what he wants to do with his future past that, I, I think it'll just make his life that much less complicated. Yeah, Gary, I, I, I expect him back on the track. So I, yeah. I don't know where he's going to ride, like where he would ride, but – Ferry's got a place, and maybe he's maybe him and Malcolm can ride together. Well, I don't know. I think but. it's one of those things too, Steve. For him to say, "Hey, uh, you know, Timmy or whoever, take your pick of guys over there, right? Uh, Roxon or whoever. Like, hey, guys, I'll, I'll give you ten grand. Just yeah. let me ride here with you guys. Whatever. Yeah. Like, that's a huge, that's a or, huge cost removal for or, him. Like, or, or he sells it, and if some uh, younger rider buys the property's parents, you say, "Hey, can I ride here and teach your kids something?" You know, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But either way, I, right. I know the kind of dollar spend he had each year to, for upkeep and track building, and I mean, when he was doing two tracks, that was fifty grand. Yeah. Like just yeah. for those two, like it was a huge expense every year to to have that place up and running. So, in any case, he would have a lot of money to give to somebody to let him ride there. All right, so, with these bikes that are you know like what he was selling and stuff, what is your recommendation on like? 
are they good bikes to buy? Or are they class out motors? Or I mean, no, what no, no, past? no. They'll they'll be well maintained. Lots of stuff on them. He probably wants a pretty penny for them, you know, because of who he is and what what's done on them. Um, eight grand. Yeah. No. I eight grand. Yep. Oh, that's, that's not what bad. He posted. Oh, that wasn't yeah. bad. And honestly, I, I will back Steve up. I've never seen Chad Reed ride anything that was in worse shape than the best bike I ever had. Yeah, so there you go. Seriously, no, I yeah, swear yeah, to you that yeah. that guy will not ride his bike unless it's absolutely perfect. So he he he, he left a test session one time, Gary, because Glenn Helen wasn't groomed. <laughs> he actually left. He he, he want to put his bike through that any any non watering. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's true though. Um, yep. Uh, Jeremy, Matt, Matt, what's happening? What you got a Jeremy Hand question? I know nothing about Jeremy Hand other than his dad was David Hand, who was a privateer back in the day. Yeah, uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about him a little bit. Uh, okay, he's from the Streetsboro area in Ohio, and I live about thirty minutes from him. So I've actually grown up um, riding with him a few times. Uh, I just wanted to know what you thought of his start in the four fifty class at Muddy Creek. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. That was sweet. Uh, that's the kind of. I remember Gage Shear got the whole shot of Glen Helen too. That's yep. the stuff you dream of if you're one of these privateer guys. That, that's awesome to see. So, is he doing oh, yeah. all the races? Is that his plan? Um, I don't think he's going to Southwick this weekend. Okay, um, but I know he's for sure doing Redbud right. um, and probably more of the East Coast rounds because um, he's just you know doing it uh, right. in his van uh, with his with his family. So. Right. Um, okay, man. Cool. No, that was awesome. Good job on that start by him. So he seems like a good oh, yeah. dude. So thank you. For sure. Thank you. Uh, JT, I got a text. Did you or had you or have you never booed Jerry Robin? <laughs> booed him? No. Okay. No, I've, right. I've, uh, I've scratched, you know, punched myself and scratched my head and okay. try to figure out what the hell he's doing out there. But no, right, okay. I don't like booing people. I just, right. I never just somebody was wondering if you had booed Jerry Robin somewhere. Chase Dowell has. Uh, Alex, what's up, man? How are you? Hey guys, I was just curious if you guys knew what was going on with Mookie because he's he was motoring down with uh, the twenty two the other day, and I wasn't sure if he was just going to show no, up on he, his JGR Mo- bike or Mookie's got uh, uh, a race in Italy mm-hmm. coming up, um, so he wants to do that. Um, so he's probably getting... he's got a race in uh, in Holland in two weeks, also. Okay, so yeah, that's it. I think he's going to Holland and Italy, or maybe maybe he's going to Italy for for Garnet and then just racing in Holland? I don't know, but he's got something coming up. For sure, Holland, maybe Italy. Uh, Montreal Supercross is coming up, so no n- no Nationals, man. Do you think he's going to go on the JGR bike? Did they ship one over there? Or yeah, yeah Suzuki. Bring his, I think uh, he'll just, no, he'll bring something. I don't think it'll be a whole deal, but Suzuki's backing him, you know, with bikes and parts and JGR and all that, so I, he'll ride Suzuki's and it'll have graphics and suspension and bars and all that, I would imagine. JT, you did the race he's doing, Zwartcross. I did. And yeah, it's uh, it's like a music festival slash moto race, and I've never been to anything like that in my entire life. Yeah, ever. Yeah. yeah. So uh, every corner, every corner, you had beer sprayed on you. Uh, people were throwing stuff at us. It was it was insanity. Like it was a great time, but I man, what a crazy experience. Yeah. So there you go. That's where Mookie's going. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Uh, let's go to Tom. Tom, what's happening? Hey, what's going on? What's up? Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> hey, what's up, guys? Uh, big time fans. JT, you're awesome in studio. Wish you could go more. Hold uh, on. Steve. He's awesome, and I'm not? I'm not awesome? No, 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 no. Hold on, like... hold on. I just said Steve. Hold on. So, okay. Steve, thanks for everything that you do. Keep doing it. Okay. You're not quitting because you can't because uh, my life would end. Okay. So, race tech, <laughs> race tech rant segment. I like how uh, Warren pissed you off on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked how you kept bringing it up. So if you saved it and then for the end, you could do your race tech rant of the night and on a caller that pisses you off oh, okay. <laughs> or just yeah. something that a co-host says or something like that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Look All at right. the whole show and do that. Okay. All right, man. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I like the, I like the Thanks guys. All right. Thank you, Take man. Care. Appreciate it. Right. Well, Warren. Warren needs to just take take his lump, his medicine, and just hang up and go. So, uh, <laughs> FlyRacing.com, please check them out on the web or at your local dealer. Uh, a lot of people uh, use Fly Racing, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Benny Bloss, Dylan Merriam, Zach Osborne. Um, geez, JT, who else? Uh, who doesn't wear Fly Racing? Did I catch it? 
I catch everybody right there. Uh, Carson Brown, who Carson really Brown, burned oh, me in ben Le- fantasy. Ben LeMay. FlyRacing.com, please check them out. ProTaper as well, drive and control components uh, from from the folks at ProTaper that JGR Honda and Rockstar Husky and Geico Honda use. And, of course, Maxxis MXST tire is out now. And get, get data.it. Get, get. Um, all right, JT, before I let you go, give me the winners this weekend. I'm going to go Amart, but I really think Ferrandis may prove me wrong. Okay. Um. The only thing I think Ferrandis maybe get maybe gets a bad start one moto and it hurts him, but uh, other than that, he's going to be amazing. Uh, Four fifty, I think Tomac just crushes everyone. Okay. Uh, does Aaron Plessinger keep his red plate? Yes, he's okay. got too big of a points lead. All right. Not. Fantastic, man. Well, thanks for the time on the show, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk soon, man. Thank you. Okay. See you All guys. Right. See you, Jason Thomas, everybody, and right over to uh, former uh, pro racing mechanic with a national championship at Pro Circuit. And ProTaper.com, Paul Perbinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? What's up, Steve? I'm great. How are you today? How's things at ProTaper? Fabulous, fabulous. Busiest as all, busy as always. But um, man, we're doing we're doing great. So uh, I I'm super happy and fortunate to be where I'm at. How's the clamp on grip? Really good, man. Um, uh, it, it, we honestly, I under forecasted a bit, and and we had a lot of it go straight out of uh, straight straight to back order as soon as we got our initial order in. But um, I think we got a good handle on inventory now. So um, all our new products are doing good. Pro Series chains, our bar pads. So it's uh, it's been a great kind of exciting year for Pro Taper, and I appreciate everyone supporting it. Uh, how was the GNCC? You raced the snowshoe GNCC <laughs> last weekend on the Rockstar Husky guys. They got you a bike. Uh, How'd you like it? How'd you do? What'd you think? Man, I I tell you what, it was one of the best weekends I've ever had um, in and around the races. Uh, A big thanks to the Husky guys for making it really easy on me. I just showed up and jumped on the bike and set sag and and went and raced, and that's that's really nice to be able to do that. Um, (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And then hand them uh, them back a smoking pile of mud at the end of the race, right? (laughs) I mean, this thing was hammered. It was covered and covered, and and I, as you know, as a former mechanic, I I tried my best to clean up what I could, make sure all my mess was cleaned up. I gave, you know, I got some gift cards for the mechanics to kind of tell them thank you because I've been in that position yeah, before, and it's not, yeah. you know, I tried to show my appreciation as much as possible because I'd love to do it again sometime. But um, just the entire atmosphere of the race and the course was was awesome. The the track was so so technical and challenging. It's the hardest most challenging race i've ever did but at the same time it was extremely safe because i never got out of third gear and um it was it was awesome when you run into people on the on the on the course and they're cheering you on and it was uh it was cool and then at night everyone kind of swarms the the ski town there and they have a concert and they have Mm -hmm. bars and food and um all the you know a bunch of kids from west virginia university come and hang out and and they party man and it was a it was a awesome awesome atmosphere and um you know tim cotter was having a great time and david coombs having a great time and it's uh it was less kind of pressure filled than what a national or a you know a yeah. supercross is and i had i had a, i had an awesome time it was cool uh how was the track like well it was obviously it was muddy but is it is it is it was it tough i mean you're a pretty great pretty good rider so were you yeah, um, you know, and that's what a lot of people were telling me. They're like, oh, man, you're going to struggle. You're not going to finish. And I'm like, how can I not finish? Like, I know how to ride a bike. And, and the first lap, I was like, oh, this is easy. And and the tough part is is you don't get practice. You don't get a parade lap. That's different for me. And, and the first lap around, I'm like, oh, this ain't that bad. But then the second lap, you come around, and 600 bikes have gone through where you had just wrapped, and, <laughs> yeah. and it started raining. Right. And Whew, it got difficult, and yeah. you know, I, I was pretty pumped. I I completed all six laps. Um, I was out on the track for two hours and fifteen minutes, and um, did about three goggle changes. Went through two pairs of gloves. Finished with no glove on my left hand side. Made a pit stop <laughs> with people hanging out in the trees to try to wash my face off because I couldn't see. And oh, you like had to take um, your helmet off was- and everything. Like you did everything. Well, well, you go through goggles and your goggles get ruined from mud or splashing right. or falling and fogging up, and you got to take them off, and then you're just sucking dirt. And I couldn't see at one point; it was raining so hard, and I had so much dirt in my eyes I couldn't see. So I pulled over and asked for some water so I can wash my hands because if you grab your glove or, or try to take a, you know, a swipe of your your pants or something, there's no clean spot on your body. So I'm just rubbing more dirt into your eyes. Um, so uh, it was a, uh, it was, it was honestly, it was, it was 
unbelievable. And um, the crowd there and all the people there were awesome. Right. And I really have a huge respect for the, uh, the top guys in that sport and everyone in the GNCC community. So I remember cool. the one I did. Well, I had a miserable time at Unadilla because it was pouring rain the whole time. But the one I did in Indiana years ago on a 125, I remember thinking for like half a lap, three quarters of a lap, I'm like, this is fun and this is easy. No worries. And this is an industry class on Saturday morning or whatever, or Sunday morning. And then I remember going, this is not fun. This is not easy. Like, I was having yeah. a blast for a little while. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this sucks. This is the worst thing ever. But, uh, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I felt the same way. Right, know, it, was, right. it, was, it was cool, though. I loved uh, it. Who won the pro class? Did, did Caleb Russell. Russell. He, won, he won again. To my okay. knowledge, he's never lost. Yeah, no. to my knowledge, he's never lost snowshoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw Russell uh, D- or Duvall beat him a couple weeks ago or something in a, in a close finish. But anyways, uh, all right, let's talk Southwick. You like Southwick? Uh, you bet you like it a lot more now that you're not a mechanic. Yeah, um, you know, I, I do like Southwick because a lot can happen there. As a mechanic, it was stressful for me, especially being a 250F mechanic. Um, I've been there plenty of times when we have failures and, you know, the, the Southwick that really sticks out in my mind is 2011 when Dean was, you know, in the title hunt and a hurricane showed up basically. Like we had gnarly rain and, and that's a big problem for radiators and airflow. And, um, I remember I built a completely brand new engine for that race and he still, um, you know, or we still popped a head gasket and barely finished the race. So, um, I like Southwick because it's different. You know, you put on some different tires, you have different elements, there's different prep, there's different, um, you know, like kind of strategy, especially practice, there's strategy. Um, so I love it. I think it's, uh, adds a whole new element and it can really, um, make or break a title fight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ferrandis was very good here. Alex Martin is very good here. JT and I broke it down a little bit, but what are your thoughts between those two? I, I maybe someone sneaks in there. RJ ride really well there. And Aaron Plessinger is obviously super fast. Joey's had res- uh, results there. Savachi, but man, with, uh, with J Mart and Osborne out. Uh, and I, I just think this thing comes down to Ferrandis or Amart for this race win. Yeah, I, th- I think I 100% agree. Um, I, I think Ferrandis wins, but um, I think why Amart can win is just because he's so damn good and consistent with his starts, and that's going to be huge. And it's going to be really hot, too, and I think his fitness is fine. Um, he has to make sure he stays off the ground. He's been crashing too much, but um, I agree with you. I think those two are the favorites, and um, yeah. if I was a bet, man, I think, I'm, I think I'd bet on Ferrandis this weekend. DV took an old school sand training with the size of wrecked boat somewhere in California. So uh, tits was very big on that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I think Brandis is going to be fast and ride the sand no problem. The yep. only thing I worry about with him is how he's going to deal with the heat. Um, so that might be the yeah. problem. But uh, Amar gets the starts, so I think we we're in for a battle between those two. It's I supposed to be a scorcher. Yeah, it's supposed to be a good one. So um, yeah. Hey, um, look, when I talk about uh, silly season for next year for twenty. 19, I wrote about this in my column this week on Racer X. I just see Amart going to JGR. I do. I, I don't know. Everyone's kind of full. There's a fifth spot at TLD, but you know the money's not going to be great, right? Um, and JGR's got a, a team wide open. I think uh, Lopes will stay there. Maybe Dakotas, but, I mean, they've got some money. They've got some spots. Amart's certainly a worthy guy. Um, it makes sense to me. What it, and, and also, too, Amart's agent and JGR guys are tight. They've done deals and what do you think? Uh, no, I, I I agree with you. You know, I think yeah, I I believe you know there's there's a JGR offer on the table and and it's a good one. Um, I think he will have to take a, you know, he'll he'll be turning away money if he stays at, at TLD KTM, and it's really up to him what he thinks his future is going to look like. You know, he's a he's an el- he's the elder guy in the 250F class. He hasn't won anything. To, uh, if we're being completely honest. Um, and, uh, you know, so is he going to get better by going to, to a Suzuki and making money or, or is he going to, is this the best we we're seeing? So it's hard right. to say. I do, I do very much see him at JGR. I think that would be the most likely situation, but I think there still is a chance he stays at TLD, yeah. but it really just depends on what Amart kind of feels for ah. himself and equipment and what, where he wants to go in the future. The 250F will be sort of new next year, sort of new. Um, and I think he's an older guy who needs to make money, you know. So um, we'll see. Uh, let's go to some phone calls. Ross, what's up? You want to talk about the clamp-on grip? Yeah, Steve, I know how much you love him. Um, I just wanted to give a little comment <laughs> when Paul was on the phone and see what he had to say about uh, what I like to do with the clamp-on grips. 
years ago in a Transworld magazine, it was like 100 tips from your favorite riders or whatever. And one thing Trey Kennard mentioned was grip your hand grips from the outside to make your bars feel wider. And with the clamp-on grips, you can slide them out and clamp them on, and they're still rigid enough that you can make your bars an inch wider or so. So what do you guys think about that? Huh. I've actually never heard of that, but sure, I guess you could. Paul? Um, I mean, to me, it sounds it sounds dangerous a little bit, um, just because you don't have support under the grip, uh, the handlebar there. So I would suggest you go and find the widest handlebar bend that you can find if that's what you're trying to do. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that I, I would, you know, uh, I wouldn't suggest you doing that. I think you could end up leading to a failure that way um, because you are putting pressure on a. Uh, on essentially a plastic throttle tube and a plastic grip that you know, you're putting a bunch of weight on the end and you could break it off. So, um, yeah, but to each of their own, do whatever you need to do to, to get comfortable and do what you want to do. But um, I don't I, I don't think I would recommend it. Yeah. That way. You, think, you think it's that sketchy even at like just a, you know, three-eighths, half an inch off of the bar each direction? You know, you're sliding the throttle tube based on the bolts to hold the throttle on and then the clamp on the other side of the bar. I'm yeah, I mean that's like not a much. Inches. It, no, not that much, obviously. That's not much, and and I think I would if I knew what kind of riding you were doing, I'd maybe you know change my opinion a little bit. I still think it's um it's a little scary, but it, you know I wouldn't ride supercross or jump big stuff or go down big hills that way. But if you're in the woods or what, uh, I, I doubt you're in the woods if you want to make your bars wider. But not nah, um, moto, so yeah, it's unique. So that's unique. Uh, thanks, Ross. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. How's it going, guys? Appreciate it. Um, yeah. All right, Cody, what's up? You you want to talk about Southwick stories? Yeah, I just wanted to see if you guys had a cool Southwick story for us. Paul, what's your coolest Southwick story? Oh, when I, I talked about it earlier, Cody, my was just working my balls off there uh, one year. Absolutely the, the hardest weekend I think I've had as a mechanic. Um, but what about you, Paul? Yeah, um trying to think, uh, you know, in my early years as a mechanic, prior to PC, you know, you're, and that's late in the year, typically Southwick was late in the year, so a lot of times parts are um, not readily available, you know, where, you know, in my old kind of mechanic life before I went to PC, and and you had to really improvise to to do things, so I, I remember one year stacking two base gaskets under the under the cylinder in between motos to get the bike to finish because we were um, detonating and uh, we were having issues in Southwick. So I think that's one. That's that's a story. It wasn't really a funny one. Um, yeah. What about I remember the, Ben uh, Townley giving Dean shit for eating a cookie one time after Southwick? But uh, oh really? I mean, um, that's all I really got. <laughs> what about um, uh, the storm? Were you there with the storm, uh, Paul? With the we had the all everyone was stuck there. Um, I think that was 2011, and um, yeah, I was there, and and that's why it's 2011 is my most memorable Southwick because I remember in the second moto, you know, the bike smoking and and our kind of points lead was in jeopardy, but the bike held up, and Dean ended up going three two and getting a great finish, and we extended our points lead, and then we were going to be stuck there, but somehow we got on a flight out that morning, and or I'm sorry, out that night. Yeah. Um, so it turned into being a great Southwick, but yeah, I do remember that a lot of people were stuck there for a while. I had to drive to Pittsburgh. Flying. I had to drive from Hartford to Pittsburgh uh, that night when I got back to the room, and then yeah, it was nuts. So um, yeah, good times, Cody. What about you? Uh, at Southwick? Yeah. I've actually never been to Southwick. I'd love to go though. Oh, you gotta go, bro. Yeah, check it out. Hey, uh, do you want a fly racing roller Grande gear bag? Yeah, sure do. All right, bud. Stay on hold. We'll get it for you. All right. Appreciate it. All right, let's knock some calls up before we wrap this show up. Um, Alexa, what's up? How are you? Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Hi, my question is, what type of bonuses do the guys get after winning a moto at the Motocross Nation? I'm just wondering if you knew if it came from a team or, like, the contingency. Um, how many people – how many? How much do you uh, regret Amazon naming their thing Alexa? Alexa. A lot. I yeah. A lot. Dude, yeah, that's got to be rough for you nowadays. Okay. Yes, um, really... Bonuses? No, I don't think they get anything. I don't know of any. I've asked a couple of riders. Uh, there's purse money at this nation. It's not great. I've asked a couple of riders, hey, do you get any bonuses? And, and I've always been told no. Paul, what about you? 
Yeah, to my knowledge, it doesn't happen. I mean, um, Des Nations is viewed as a privilege to go and race and represent your country, and, and that should kind of be enough, I think. You know, I, who who the bonuses come from, I guess, from the OEM, but that's yeah. nothing you can write into a contract typically because you don't know if your guy's going to be there or not. So. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think much at all. Yeah, Alexa. And, and as a matter of fact, most of these guys are out money because they have to fly friends and family there um, to Europe and all that. So yeah, going on Disney Nations actually costs these guys money. Oh, wow. That's surprising. I'm surprised. Yep. Yeah, that's why you're getting a little bit of pushback these days from guys going and teams going and, and all of that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, let's go to – oh, we got a stew question. Damien, what's up? What's your what's your stew question? Hey, so I was I've been hesitant to call, but a couple of weeks ago, I saw uh, this video of of Stu. I think it was on uh, you know Shrench World. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he was he was you know ripping a, a Yamaha two stroke. And uh, I didn't call because I'm like, okay, a billion people are going to call and ask him about this, and he's going to have a, a thousand voicemails over it. And then, like, I haven't heard anything about it. And it was a couple weeks ago. I haven't heard on the wrap-up shows or none of the none of the public next shows, and I'm not all the way through the last one. No, um, we. I don't know anything about this, so uh, it's news to me. I, I haven't been on Transworld for a long time. Um, yeah, they, guy, they might have, they might have, old friggin' SWAT might have torpedoed your, 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 uh, your pulparazzi. I, I can't imagine it, with I, uh, AC. I can't imagine it being new. Yeah, well, that was the other thing. It's like you know, you're either going to be one in a long line of guys that have called the NASA about it, or you're going to be the idiot that's like, no, stupid, that was two years ago. And yeah, well, way to be, way to be up on things. No, but he, I just saw it. So, well, when he did know, his seven ride day a little while ago, he he was on a Honda. I don't remember any two-stroke videos coming out of that. Uh, the Red Bull guys kind of had a photographer there for that. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's got to be an old video. Otherwise, what, we would have heard about this. It would have been everywhere. It would have been everywhere. It would have been all over Instagram, all over Twitter. Yeah. James Stewart reappearing. So, yeah. Um, I know. All right, man. Thanks. We'll check into it. Yeah. Thank you. Paul, you know anything about this? Uh-uh. uh-uh. No. I don't think so. <laughs> and I, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I think you're going to have a hard time tracking him down. Oh, I just got a text. It's an old video from someone who would know. There you go. From a ranch world. I don't, think anybody, I don't think anybody's finding him from what I've heard. Hey, that's a very poor attitude about this vlog. Okay, I don't, we don't need that kind of attitude. You're right. I'm sorry. All you right. can do it, Steve. You can do it. We need, Fine, Stu. I need 20 grand from ProTaper for it. That's what I need. So can we make it happen? Uh, I think I'm out on that. <laughs> <laughs> what about like like what if if we catch him like in a net and he's holding a set of pro tapers? Can we get twenty grand? That still seems a bit high. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, damn it. Um, Paul Parabinos from ProTaper.com on the line right now, uh, talking Southwick uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Thanks to Get and Maxis as well for that. Uh, for me. This weekend, a little bit of an underdog, Paul. Uh, people, he's, he's getting better. Check out Henry Miller uh, in the uh, 450 class. What do you think? Yeah, um, maybe. Uh, he's, he, he kind of finally rode, I think, to what you, you feel his expectations are or, or where he should be at, yeah. at Muddy Creek. Um, he is good in the sand. Uh, he's kind of had a slow season this year compared to how big of a kind of a standout he was last year. So maybe, maybe that, maybe he will um, be up there. I, yep. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's going to be a sleeper for this weekend, and uh, maybe some local guys, of course, uh, as well. All right, Paul. Before we let you go for Southwick, give me your winners. Don't copy JT. Ferrandis and Tomac. Damn it! Yeah. Did I copy him? Uh, actually, I think he went Amart, but then he said Ferrandis is going to win a moto. Either one. Yeah, it, Brandon Tomac. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if anybody can beat those two guys for sure. All right, buddy. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for the support. ProTaper.com, everybody. Uh, thanks, Paul. All right. See you. All right. See you. Uh, all right, everybody. That's been another exciting show. Guy on one wants me to wear my chest protector. All right. I'll, I'll do that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Fly Racing, ProTaper, Get getdata.it check out the website maxis.com protaper.com flyracing.com tits yes sir thank you for everything today oh it's my pleasure always and uh, we'll see everybody next week it's red bud time we out